Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin. But they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Alright, thanks for joining us as we uh, conclude this one-shot of Fiesco. I am Jackie, and I am playing Maria Los Santos, a.k.a. Junior. My name is Jordan, and I am playing Fred Aston, who is a former literature student uh, who goes by the nickname Neruda. And I'm Jeremy, playing David Larson, also known as Inc. I'm Aaron. I am playing Larry Larson. I'm Elizabeth, and I am Maria Dos Santos. All right. Previously on Fiasco, we left off after a confrontation between Junior and Fred. Junior was trying to manipulate Fred a little bit by telling him that she knew more about the drug business than she had previously led on to her mother. And then also, was it kind of a threat to show him the dead cat? Yep. Poor little Carlos. Carlos. (laughs) (laughs) So because of that, Fred is really angry, and he's going right over to Super Weenie. Or McWeenie. Super Weenie. (laughs) (laughs) New superhero movie. (laughs) We start filming next week. Super Weenie. (laughs) McWeenies. He goes over to McWeenies. Although Super Weenie, we're we're reserving that for use in a a future (laughs) game. Yeah, no one steal it. No. (laughs) So he drives... Through and he orders um, a number three special, which is the the hot dog and the potato. There's a restaurant in our county called Naughty Dogs, and that was one of their signature dishes starting off. Not anymore. Not anymore. They took it away. Probably for the best. It was fantastic. It, it was so dense. Anyway, <laughs> it was potato with a side of potato. It was amazing. <laughs> so the number three special with a potato split open with a hot dog in the middle and he says to put on extra special sauce and he uh, drives up and he is looking for ink so ink is at the drive through window and he just grabs the bag and it's like all right so he looks at it's like we got a number three special fred what are you doing here you have ruined my life now i don't even see you anymore this supply I have been getting into nothing but trouble over at Clucky's. 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 (laughs) Because of the mess that you left behind. I I left you something behind. The stash that was at Clucky's. What you've been doing with that? You should have been good for months with that. It tainted the flour. There must have been a leak in it. Because the health inspector came by and ran tests on all of the food. And they found that the flour was tainted. And so now I've got Maria breathing down my ass, and her daughter is trying to totally blackmail me. And it's all because of you. So you better watch your butt, because I am going to come after you with all that I have and make your life miserable from here on out. Do you understand? Why? I didn't do anything. 
You totally ruined my life. I should have never started working with you. And how would you be doing with your debt now? You know what? I don't even want to talk to you about that because I could have defaulted on it and they would have done nothing for, to me because I'm in a tiny little town where credit doesn't matter. But, I mean, did you did you talk to Junior? She was supposed to tell you to go to Teddy. No. She never mentioned anything about a Teddy. Paco's brother. Branching out on his own. He's a new supplier. I don't really care at this point because I am through with the drug business. No. So, so what do you want? Do you want your number three special? Or yes, I want my number three special. There you go. It's got the extra sauce, right? Yes. Thank you very much. And he drives off as fast as he can, peels around the side of the restaurant. You hear like the door of the truck slam and you look towards the front of the restaurant. He comes in holding the bag. He's like, I want to talk to the manager right now. (laughs) Uh, Excuse me, can I help you? Yes, I want you to see what has been going through your drive-thru at this point. He opens it up and shoves the paper sack towards the manager. Oh my, wow. Yeah, um, that's meth. Yeah, yeah, I can recognize it alright. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you asked for this? David put it in my bag. Did you ask for this? No, I did not. You know... I'm really sorry about this. Is there anything we can do to make this up to you? Well, after I go leave here, I'm going to the cops. So you might want to think of what you want to tell them when they come asking about this. So there's nothing we can do to make this right with you? Well, he could lose his job. Is that what you're asking us for? Yes. You want David fired for putting the meth in the bag? That's right. <sighs> You know, you're killing us. It's going to do hell to our business. Put one and one together and see what you get. So you're not going to... So I'm not backing down on this, no. So you're not going to go to the cops if we fire David? Yes. You got yourself a deal. David. And you look over the drive through window and there's no one there. Because he's climbed through the window. <laughs> <laughs> well... Looks like he left on his own. Make sure you check all of your inventory to make sure he hasn't hidden any drugs, like, say, in the ketchup. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. I will personally, personally <laughs> double-check this moment. All right, thank you. He grabs his bag with the meth still in it and walks <laughs> off. <laughs> and scene. And scene. Man, now McWeenie's going out of business, too. And <laughs> David's, who knows where. All right, Inc., it's your turn. I want there to be a, because I need to work this in anyway. Um, I need to get even with a family member. It's going to turn out that it's going to be a confrontation between Larry and David. And it turns out that David was actually the one that planted the drugs and spread the rumor. Oh. 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 Not so innocent. No. Because of something that happened when you moved out, where you and David's mom, he felt that you wronged her. Mm. Of course, she's a whole bag. 
But yeah. yeah, she's your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this needs to happen. Does it need to be somewhere neutral, or can it be at like his? No. Place? Let's I say. Don't, I don't let's know. Say, All I know is he's. Let's say it is at Larry's place, and what has happened? This is one day after the drive-through scene that just happened. Okay. And <laughs> we're gonna have uh, what's his name, Monty. Monty's gonna be in it again. Oh, Monty. Okay. Time of day or uh, nighttime. David is again climbing up the balcony. He's not being quiet about quiet about it. Okay. Larry sitting on the couch. Looks over at the balcony and sees someone making all this racket. Lies over the side. Come on in, David. I don't no. know why you can't use the front door like the normal people. No, I'm not coming in this time. <laughs> okay, I'll stay now here with you. Steps out and lights up a cigarette. Okay. Don't you know smoking's bad for you? Yeah, still stressful. So what is Monty doing at this point? <laughs> in the bushes. <laughs> he's in the bushes with his... He's hanging out his binoculars this time. <laughs> he's gotten some gear. You need gear to be bad, really mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. So what can I do for you? And he looks down at his watch, and he's just, well, I just need to talk for a couple minutes, just to pass the time a little bit. Okay, got, got a hot date going on tonight? <laughs> Not really. Yeah, speaking of hot dates, how's your mom doing? That's kind of... Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean, she goes on so many hot dates. Man, that did sound really weird. <laughs> See, it's that kind of talk, which is why you're. This is going to be a very memorable night for you. That's that'd be good. I haven't had many memorable nights recently. So, and he starts fishing around and picks up one of the, the oh yeah, like potted plants on the balcony. And he picks up one of, one of the pots and's like, I I cannot stand how you. Talk about my mom. You know, growing up with her, being her being the older sister, she was she wasn't very nice. She every time I'd step into a new school, you know, going from grade school to high school, the first thing that everyone would you know, they treated me like crap because she was Janice. You know. Well What do you want me to do, David? Just wait. <laughs> that kid's still creepy, you know that? Every kid serves a purpose. <laughs> That's good. Like everything so far has served a purpose. Can you find religion, David? No. But how how is how's your job search going? Uh I don't know. I'm about ready to give up. Go off in the desert and become one of them hippies living in a van. What do they call it now? Tiny houses? <laughs> well you're probably about to, to head off you're probably about to head off somewhere. But probably where you're going. We'll have three square meals a day. Hey, that's better than I'm getting right now. You start to hear sirens. Huh. That's weird. I haven't... I didn't hear any gunshots tonight. Where'd you want to go? Where are we headed? You taking me on vacation? We are not going anywhere. And he holds the potted plant over the balcony and drops it down into the bushes. What did you do that for? The plant was still alive. Well, it's now evidence. You hear those sirens? Yeah. They're coming to bust up a drug ring. What drug ring? Evidence of what? They go in the pot, Monty. Okay, got it. What's he putting in that pot? Uh, the meth that you've been dealing. So... That you've been dealing first out of your office, and then out of this apartment. Where did Monty get all that... get, get the drugs? From your potted plant. <laughs> so he... Got the drugs from the potted plant that he's put. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not an idiot. 
I can see that there's something going on here. What do you want me to do? You want me to go to prison for what? You're trying to, you're having your friend plant drugs in my stuff? What's, what's this all about? What's this really about, David? This is about how you treat my mom. And it stops today. Because you're not going to be around. I'll just start pulling up. Alright, so who's going to play a cop? I think Jackie and I will play cops. Hold it right there. Everyone put your hands up. I want to see where everyone is. You're, you're a cop! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's being a good girl for everyone else. <laughs> Alright, so uh, Larry puts his hands up. <laughs> David puts his hands up. It's like, officers, I called it in. My uncle was being kind of funny, so we found all these drugs in his apartment. So I called it in. Funny you should say that. Do a quick frisk on this young man, please. All right. What is this? Um, what is what? I had nothing on me. It's actually a little vial that Larry had picked up on his way out of the... I guess is the one that you yeah. had picked up, so you planted it yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is surgical level anesthetics. This is a controlled substance. I have no idea where that came from. That's yeah, not mine. I'm sure you can. Let, we're, we're taking you downtown to straighten this all out. Well, David, hey, looks hey, like we're going we're, together. Um, I'm, I'm calling it in. Hey, uh, we're bringing one, we're bringing two. Is Stella ready for it? Oh, yeah, I'll put a ball of what we're looking for. Guy with multicolored dreads. Hey! Tattoos. <laughs> and tattoos. Hey, yeah, I think we got him. How many? Yeah, he's, I think got like, he's a rainbow over here. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing him in. What, what, uh, Officer Pearson, is that you? Uh-huh. One of his customers. Yeah. <laughs> no, Officer Pearson got kicked off the force a while ago. Oh. Might see him at the big house. So I guess the end of the scene is the two of them in handcuffs getting put in the cruiser. And they drive off. And Monty sticks his head out, <laughs> out of the bush. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 guys. We'll see you on the evening news. <laughs> All right, Larry, it's your turn. Now there are there are only three dice left, and one of them is wild, and two of them are black. So Larry's going to use his one phone call, and he's going to call the number that he was given to contact his hit person. Okay. Okay. Hello. I uh, it's it's, it's Larry. What the hell kind of number is this? Um, it's unlisted. <laughs> As in prison. Um, I'm not gonna confirm or deny that, but but, but wait, wait, before you hang up, before you hang up, I found out who it was. Okay, tell me. Believe it or not, it was my nephew, David Larson. Okay, I had leads on him. I knew this the whole time. So, so you're gonna take care of him? I think he's gonna get taken care of just fine, but I still demand the rest of the payment. You only paid up half, buddy. I need the other half. Otherwise, you will get sent to prison forever. So, I can't get you the cash from where I'm at. And this is my one call. I <laughs> <laughs> just gave it away. <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time getting that to you. If yeah, I thought you said it wasn't due until after he was taken care of. Oh, he's taken care of. How's he taken care of? I can see him from where I am. No, he's taken care of. You have to trust me. Okay, okay. I'll trust you. I'll get you the cash as soon as I can. Okay. So, when you do it, when you take care of him, can I watch? 
I'm, I've never specified how I was going to take care of him. Yeah, this, you know, after the way he did me wrong, I want to see this. I need a cop to escort me back to the, the cell. Okay. Where David is waiting for me. Well, that call didn't sound like it was to your lawyer. Hmm. No, close enough. Well, I hope you enjoy working with a public defendant. At this point, it's about all I can afford. Stay here in your cell. Wait for another officer to come for booking. Alright, so David, you ready for this? You ready for what? Get the feeling we're going to be here a long time. I don't know about you, but I never saw the thing that they pulled out of my pocket. That obviously was planted. I won't be here for a long time. You, uh, however. Looks <clears throat> like wait and see. End of scene. Alright, Maria. Can't get much lower for Larry, I mean, he's... Yeah. Alright. So, Maria could be super pissed at David for somehow getting her daughter involved in the drugs, and maybe she was going to off him anyway, but then she, she got paid from Larry for, for doing it, but she was going to do it anyway, so maybe she has a buddy in, in the jail who okay. takes care of him. Or it could be before this, because remember I said it was a day had sort of passed mm -hmm. since the drive through escape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that it could be before David got put in jail uh -huh. that you go to try and yeah. off David, but for some reason something no, happens. Maybe like a cop intervenes. A cop intervenes and stops it, and she, she's also in jail. Oh. <laughs> and then you're all in. We're but all in no, but but she would have someone they jail for the night, and then oh. let her out so that she can still have the phone. Oh call. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and that's how you know it's going to be taken care of because while you're in jail, you set it up. Oh, of taking care of David? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So then how does that go south? Uh, we'll have to just play that out. Okay, so you, so we've gone back a little ways and you have escaped from the... Um, he jumped out of the the window, of the drive through window and McWeenies. About a day or So maybe I'm now going to try and plant... Something at Plucky's. Oh, okay. All right. Unbeknownst to David, you had been following me. Okay, am I following you as Maria or am I following you as crazy truck driving girl? Crazy truck driving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. All right. Oh, and maybe somehow I blow my cover and you know that it's me as Maria. Yeah, that sounds like a, a good Like idea. I forget to put on my stiletto okay. or something. No, it starts off, it's David and Fred, and then you show up. As truck lady, causing Fred to just lose it. <laughs> oh. Again. And okay. Then, yeah. At Clucky's, and you... I realized that, okay, this drug thing has gone to pot. Literally. Yes. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So I'm just trying to disperse the evidence so everybody around me gets... <laughs> so you bring everyone down with you. Okay. Well, no, he's still trying to get out of it scot-free. Yeah. We're trying to pin it on someone, so... Yeah. Because you know someone's going down for it. At this so point. maybe, so maybe you're closing, you're closing the store, and you show up as they're closing. Since they're not a twenty-four hour joint, it's a two a two o'clock closing time in the morning. Yeah. Okay, that's good. It's dark. Okay. So I guess you see David walking down the street, and he cuts into the back alley behind the store. You see him waiting until Fred comes out to put a bag of garbage into uh -huh. the the bin. All right, take it out the trash. Oh. Can't believe I'm gonna. Hey, Fred. David. Yes. How's it going, buddy? 
It's a little late for you to be out, isn't it? I mean, I mean, late for me. It's late for you. I'm here at work, man. You you're still looking for another job. Uh, yeah. I wonder why I'm looking for another job. Can't say. Well, I can say. Uh, I, I'm just gonna go inside now and finish cleaning up because my can, shift I is over. I can so say hard. a lot. I can say that. The drug competition just wanted me out of the way. I could say that to the cops, you know, because they don't like Cluckies anymore. Well, they don't like McWeenies any, anymore either. Yeah, but they used to. Now they're looking for somebody to pin the blame on. Look, it's not a popularity contest between me and you. Uh, yeah, because there was no contest. <laughs> I never said there was. I'm just saying that, you know, we can go separate ways. Nothing has to happen at this point. You know. Well, let me tell you what has to happen. And he pulls out the bag, and he's like, "This needs to get somewhere mm. on this establishment." Well, I'm not doing it. Well, I didn't say you had to do it. You're not doing it either. Well, I'm doing it. I'm going to call the cops. Good. I'm going to call the cops while you're still here. Okay, that's fine with me, because I've got a cover story. Oh, you? really? What's your cover story? I, that's you don't need to know that. Really? <laughs> yeah. I think you're bullying. So, okay, move out of the way. And he pushes. No. So they start He's pushing. like pushing against you. you. You cannot go into Clucky's. And at that point, I guess, bright headlights. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> and I'm like, they're scared of me, and I'm so short. <laughs> um, also, like, is this a friend, friend of yours? I, like, shove you as hard as I can. And I'm like, she's back, she's back. And I run, and I try and... Slam the door to Clucky's behind you. So you're left out in the alleyway behind, by yourself with the giant truck. Oh, okay. So then I get out and I like slam the door, my hydraulic thing, do, 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 and I get out of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> I have those I'm expecting ass... this like big burly dude to come no, out of the like truck and it's like. this little chick with this like flowing, do, 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 dark, like curly hair. And um, of course I'm armed and I, I have a gun in my hand and I'm pointing it and. And I know that you've gone inside. Where is the where's the stash? I guess it's on the ground. Yeah, it's like laying on the ground. I guess in between where we had been standing. Yeah. So I'm like pointing my gun. I'm like, what is that? And why is it here? Uh, so one of, one of the employees was trying to was trying to push put the. That's not what I saw. I've been sitting here this whole time. You're lying. You are lying. You are trying to put this at this establishment. What do you have against Clucky's? been sitting here this whole time yeah have you been following me so what if i have what's it to you who are you the daughter she's been at the restaurant somehow and she comes out and she's like mom uh mom boss lady junior what are you doing here oh no that would give myself away but maybe i'm kind of dumb in that moment (laughs) she is your achilles heel yeah that's true Junior, you should be in bed. Why are you here? Um, and I have the gun, and you're like, business ventures stuff, not drugs. <laughs> not drugs. Not cats. It's a school night. You need to go home, honey. You need sleep. Okay, I'll, I'll go home right now. Do you, do you know that your your daughter is? Shut to... your mouth. She's innocent. She's not. She was trying to get drugs. For me, I don't when I was you. even, I don't believe you, David. Pushing drugs. What's your nickname? Ink. Ink. I don't believe you. So I'm thinking, Fred, when you went in, you actually called the cops, right? Because you're scared. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Because you don't know. And you didn't report anything about the drugs. You just reported something about this lady in the truck. Crazy lady that kidnapped you. (laughs) (laughs) My kidnapper is back. She's right outside. She's in a big black F one fifty. No, I did not see the license plate. It was bright. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so then the cops come. Oh, where's Junior? Is Junior still inside, or or did Junior go inside, or is she still outside when the cops arrive? Junior scurried off to go home. Yeah. Yeah. She knows her way home. She knows she's in trouble. She knows that there's a lot of trouble going down right now, and she better get out of it. Yeah, right. You, with the gun, put your hands up. Drop the weapon and put your hands up. And so she does. Thank you, officer. I I was fearing for my life. I didn't know what was going to happen. This crazy lady, she, she was following me. You're the one who brought a bag of meth to my restaurant. That was Fred. Both of you, stop talking. Lay on the ground. I was already on the ground. No. <laughs> I'm on the ground. Okay. Cop gets out of the car, and he saw you with the gun. Saw Maria with the gun. So he puts handcuffs on in front, dragged her back to the car, puts her in the back. And he's alone for some reason. I don't know why there's only one cop. Small town. It's small town. And then he, he turns around. <laughs> the rest of them are questioning people at uh, McWeenie's yeah. to find out yeah. what happened to their Turns cash. around. David. Get out of here. Oh, thanks, Officer Pearson. Oh, because it ends bad for me. That's yeah. right. Mm. <laughs> Officer Pearson, damn it. <laughs> I guess that's the yeah. That's the end of the scene. All right. All right. This is the last scene, and it's a it's a wild scene. So you can choose to have something good, or frame the scene, and then we get to choose whether it's good or bad. So I'm gonna set. Or this you can choose something bad. Okay, I get home. And some kind of guardian has to come take care of me. It could be a foster situation. It could be a relative that I don't really know very well. No, you know what? Let's make it a relative I don't know very well. And they, too, are like a sociopath. Uncle Paco. Uncle Paco. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> that would make a lot of sense. So, Uncle Paco Full circle. <laughs> And basically <laughs> comes and teaches her about men. <laughs> he basically comes and discovers my little like secret sociopathic tendencies, and he decides to teach me the way. The way. The way. I can be a valuable asset because I pretty much outsmart him. So you become Meth Dexter. Yeah. <laughs> Someone just got. I think it's supposed to be me and Paco. So me and. Ah. Hey, Uncle Paco. Hey, little lady, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm good. I miss my mommy. I mean, I get why you're here, so... Yeah, well, mom will be back at some point. I don't think she'll be gone forever. No? Um, okay, so it's good. So it's just a temporary arrangement between you and I? Yeah, just temporary. Although, we'll see. Um, you know, your mom's got some, some business stuff going on, so... Maybe I'll come back every now and then while she's out of town and... And we'll take care of things. Okay. I don't need to move my trophies to your house. Your trophies? I didn't know you played any sports. Oh, I play a different type of sport. And I go and I take out this, like, Crown Royale bag full of (laughs) cat skulls. Oh, my. What a collection you have here. Yup. Where'd you get this one? That one... That was my first one. Um, Mommy ran over with the car, and I went back to get the skull later. Oh, the first is always the most memorable. Right? I'll tell you what. My, my, my first was a very similar situation. 
Only when when I went back to get it, it was still alive. Oh, you had to finish it? It was quite an experience. That was number three for me. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you had these experiences. Have you talked to your mom about them? No. No, mommy mommy doesn't know that I do things like this. I tell her about picking flowers when I'm killing cats. <laughs> That's for the best. They never do understand us. No. I'm glad I'm with you, Uncle Paco. You'll teach me things. I'll teach you things, too. I think this sounds like a good arrangement. All right. That sounds like the end of the scene. (laughs) Two peas in a pod right here. (laughs) Not creepy at all. Now we are going to go ahead and talk about the aftermath. At the end of Act 2, you'll have a modest pile of dice in front of you, including all the dice allocated to your character from both acts. Roll your dice and, again, add all the black dice together and all the white dice together. Then subtract the lower from the higher. You should have about twice as many as before because you keep the dice you were allocated during the first act. So, for example, I have three white. I rolled an 11. I have two black. I rolled an 8 on the black. 11 minus 8 is white 3. Mm-hmm. What if I have zero? Then you have zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a thing. We'll go ahead and go in order. So I had a white 3. Grim. The stress and trauma from your little adventures are going to haunt you forever. (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) Bits of your soul are destroyed, and you are missing a piece or two. In a few years, children are going to cry when you get too close. All your plans have ended in complete ruin. Basically, you're a poet. Yes. All right. Yes. (laughs) I got a white eight. Nothing to crow about. Not better, but not way worse. Either. Maybe the car is wrecked, or your wife is leaving you, or there's a court date. But compared to some of the other people you know, hmm. and what would you get? I got a black four. Black four. Savage. Savage as in something is broken or mashed. Maybe you've got a permanent limp and a bad reputation. Plus, you totally yeah. fail. It's kind of how that helps me. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty much all right. <laughs> okay, and you got a zero? Yeah. The worst thing in the universe. <laughs> This probably doesn't include death, since death would be way better than whatever this is. Be creative and don't settle for the worst thing that comes to mind. There is something darker, more awful, more wretched in there somewhere. Oh. Uh, White three. White three? Grim. So you and I got the same one. Yeah. At this point, we go ahead and use these dice that are in front of us to go around and tell like one or two sentence tidbits of information that happens now that the whole plot has been resolved. So, for example, um, as something that's bad for me, I'm going to say that shortly after all of this, um, my mother is given a terminal diagnosis. Something good for David. The person that Maria had tried to contract in jail to take care of David is actually one of David's most loyal customers Mm. Mm. and decides to not follow through with it and the charges against David are dropped and he's released. This is short term or long term? Yes. Okay. You can start start as close as you want and then work your way out. So after about 10 years, uh, Larry is released from prison and uh, never 
fully recovers, can't still can't hold down the job, and is constantly being approached by people asking him for drugs. Sounds cool. Okay, something good for Maria is that her daughter ends up um, being able to kind of cover her sociopathic tendencies um, and does very well, very well in school. She's gifted. She's gifted. <laughs> something good that happened. I spent the summer with Uncle Paco, learning how to hide. The, yeah, learning how to hide things. And when um, when Mom came back, she had nothing to worry about because. I was doing so well in school, and I learned how to hide things better. Something good that happened, Fred doesn't know this, but his mom actually had started a suit against the pepper plantation where she was poisoned. Oh. Uh, and so they found in her favor, and so he has enough money to cover his student loans. Uh, let's see here. Something good... The corporate office for Clucky's stepped in with the huge fiasco that went in with that franchise and took a look at the records and saw that David was employee of the month the most. So they actually trained him to be the new owner slash manager. Of that particular franchise? Yes, of that franchise. Another bad thing for Larry is that after he was released from prison, he also wasn't able, never able to have a steady relationship. Never actually met someone who would actually care for him. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. He's broken. Yeah. Um, a bad thing for Maria is that because of all the horrible things that happen at Clucky's and all the customer complaints, um, assistant manager reports uh, to her higher-ups, she is out of a job. Bad thing that happens to juniors 25 years later with the Tragic passing of her mother, and uh, um, she got run over by a car, and I had to finish her off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but thanks to Uncle Paco, I had learned how to properly. But uh, Junior kind of starts to go off the rails and ends up um, ends up in jail and ends up dying there. A uh, bad thing that happens is that after he self-publishes his first collection of poetry... He is actually sued for plagiarism. A bad thing that happens to David um, after he spent some time as the new owner slash manager of Clucky's tries to reestablish his drug ring, only to find that Monty is now king. <laughs> no one wants to deal with anybody but Monty. Huh. Good thing that happens for Larry is that even though he can not find a steady relationship, neither can his sister. Instead, they have started seeing each other in secret. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> oh, David needs another black tie. <laughs> okay. A good thing for Maria is that she she moves out of Salamanca up to Albuquerque and kind of turns over a new leaf and starts fresh. I got one more good day left. So in the memoirs found in the jail cell upon the death of Junior many, many years later, um, a movie was made called Clucky Clucky Little Girl. <laughs> <laughs> You've been thinking of that since the beginning, haven't you? 
And it's instant bestseller and it becomes a movie. <laughs> nice. So after 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 Fred leaves Salamanca, he is able to turn over a new leaf and actually gets the charges cleared for the plagiarism. He turns around and he becomes a, a professor of literature at a small community college in Wyoming. David's out of day. All right. Another good thing for Larry is Gibran <laughs> passes away and uh, actually had a significant amount of money saved up for From the, bingo. What's that? From, From bingo. bingo. From bingo. Because <laughs> um, believe it or not, she, she, she won all the time. She was super lucky. So he had enough to at least survive. Okay, so the last and bad thing for Maria is that she knew that the guy that she had pinpointed to take care of David in prison didn't come through on his promise. And she had heard through the great friend that David had gotten out of prison and later he 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 ran over her with her own truck. <laughs> <laughs> Leading to Part of the Paco lessons. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and the final good thing that happens for Larry, he earns enough money as a professor to actually put it aside, and he is able to open up his own franchise of Cluckies in the town where he was originally uh, a professor. Yeah. And the final bad thing for Larry is that the town, the secret got out that he is not only giving his sister a place to live, but also a place to sleep. And um, he ends up taking his own life in his attic with a belt. And that is the fiasco. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry for the dark note. Thank you for listening to Bone Growers Theater. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license. That means that you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at bonethrowerstheater. And also you can look us up on Facebook. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. <laughs>